subjects. Uh, Kevin Hoffman's going to talk some high school football with us. Kevin, the head coach of the uh, Mark Panthers, he'll be with us. Jeff Tarpley from Gigum 247 will be here to break down the uh, Razorbacks and the Aggies. RJ Achoa from Blogging the Boys and ESPN San Antonio is here to, uh, to, to discuss the Cowboys and the Eagles coming up on Monday night. And finally, Michael Swain from Cyclone Alert, Iowa 247 Sports, will be here to talk about the Bears and Iowa State. So we got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, a couple of things I want to take care of uh, right off the bat. Uh, number one, want to send our condolences to Mike Sims, the uh, former Baylor uh, trainer who now is over at uh, Southwest Sports Medicine on the uh, passing of his mother. Uh, also want to uh, say uh, send our condolences to Darren Burrow, Darren, our sideline reporter. His uh, his wife Beth passed away today, and our our thoughts and our prayers are with he and his family. Uh, three minutes after four o'clock, Warden, you doing okay? Outstanding, thank you. Yes, Good. Aaron, everything okay? Yeah, been a been a uh, eventful day so far. It, they're always <laughs> eventful when oh, you're absolutely. here at the old Radio Palace. I mean, that's what we do here. We do eventful radio. That's what I mean. I think when you look in the yellow pages, it says Eminem Broadcasters, eventful radio. I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that's what we do. Wow. We <laughs> clean that up, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. All right. So we got a lot to do today. Uh, and our four o'clock hour, by the way, is brought to you in part by Good Feet uh, in the uh, Central Texas marketplace where you. Uh, can get a free art support fitting at Good Feet. And I highly recommend you do. I've done it, and uh, it works. Trust me. All right, we're, we're going to talk. First of all, I'm, I, I, I can't do this with a straight face, Ward. Uh, canine Behavioral Enrichment Specialist Mike Gray is here, okay? See, I, I changed that last week. Oh, you, you did to you, what? When you were on your uh, little vacation vacation <laughs> yes so that's what they call surgery nowadays vacation yeah it, it's now mike the dog whisperer mike the dog whisperer so he he comes in a minute ago and says texas is going to win tonight and i said hey, okay how much you been drinking uh and he said no the dog picked it and not a, but he believes it he's wearing a texans jersey today the, the dog picked the cowboys last week but did you come in here wearing a Cowboys jersey? I do not own a Cowboys jersey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, mighty fine. Uh, 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 so, Mike, you, you're what's the dog? Explain. You got to explain. So every Thursday night we do picks. Uh, so we get two food bowls, set them set them out equal distance apart, put the same exact food in the food bowls, mm-hmm. and we put a, a, a Texans logo on one. We'll put a Carolina Panthers logo on the other one. We let the dog loose, and whichever food he eats is the one one that's going to win. So Boomhauer last week picked the uh, uh, Washington football team to, to win in a close game, uh, and they did. And then this week, unfortunately, he picked the Texans, which, you know, I, I'd rather They're not. Well, I hope they don't. Uh, I'm trying to get, keep a good draft pick for us, you know, first, uh, first round pick since, what, 2019. So, uh, you know, kind of hoping we get a, a good one. Um, but, yeah. All right. There you go. And I'm sitting here thinking, Ward – 
Put down a couple of bowls of ice cream and watch me go at it, and we'll have a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, strawberry in one, vanilla in the other, and, mm-hmm. and away we go. A little whipped cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right, uh, what's going on over at the, over at the center? Uh, well, you know, we got our zombie run coming up uh, at the end of October. We're really getting excited about that. Uh, you can register on our website. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have that 5K zombie run, and then we're going to have a one-mile dog walk as well, which will be really fun. So, Now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> one-mile dog walk. Yeah. I'm, I, I think I could do that. Yeah, so I, I will be dressed up like a zombie, uh, and I will be uh, doing the, the one-mile dog walk. Uh, I don't run unless something's chasing me. If it's chasing me, then I'm, it's just going to just gonna get me, and we'll, we'll figure out who's going to win. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I'm not a runner. But uh, I know a lot of people are, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, so it's uh, October 30th, and it should be uh, memorable, to say the least. How are we doing on, uh, on, on uh, our, um, our adoptions right now? We're doing really good. So right now we only have uh, 93 dogs at the shelter, uh, which still sounds like a lot of dogs. But, um, you know, compared to this time last month, we were like 140, 150, something like that. Uh, we're doing a lot better. Um, we still got a lot of really good dogs. Boomhauer. Like we were just talking about earlier, he's still available. How long has Boomhauer been there? So Boomhauer's been in the shelter a little over a month. He came in, uh, skin and bones, covered in fleas and ticks. They found him out in uh, Spiegelville. Just, you know, if somebody wouldn't have brought him in, he you know, probably wouldn't be here right now. Did we name him or did he? Did we know his name? Uh, Mad Dog named him uh, Boomhauer. Ah, Mad so. Dog named him Boomhauer. <laughs> he looked like a Boomhauer to me. Uh, he's just got this big, I don't know, he's just a goofy looking dog, but he's a great dog. Uh, very dog friendly, about two years old. Um, you see him on our Facebook video for today from the the pics. If you want to check that out. All right, there you go. Uh, if they need information, how can they how can they reach you guys? Uh, you can call us two five four seven five four fourteen fifty four. Check us out on Facebook, uh, or you can go to our website hsctx.org. All right, Mike, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. And quit believing that stuff. Dogs picking football games. Hey. Heard of uh, you know, in the crazy part, Aaron, is Heard did you see things. how Ward perked up? Well, he picked the Cowboy game last week. <laughs> well, he did. <laughs> he, he came in and showed me a video <laughs> last week. So he's 2-0 and on the year, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part was Ward like, hell yeah, he did. <laughs> Dang right. <laughs> All right. It's nine minutes after four. This is game time. I've never seen Ward so jazzed up. Hey, I'm going to go put some money on the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> it's 4.09, and I'm not talking about the spray either. It's 4.09. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Kevin Hoffman of the uh, Mart Panthers. We'll uh, we'll talk about the Mart Italy game, and we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies and cool conditions again tonight. Low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. A beautiful Friday, a high of 88. Looks great for high school football tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, mostly sunny. It's going to be warmer with a high of 90. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me this Friday night as the Lions take on Cedar Hill. Our broadcast begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. Following the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Waco High football on ESPN Central Texas. Spooky or seasonal, fall is the reason for it all. And Lowe's has it all at a price that's never scary. Like Halloween and harvest decor as low as $3.98. And select three-quart mums, $5.98 to $8.98. This season, let's all fall together with Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. Mums available in-store only. Pricing excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Actual plant size and selection varies by location. Ballot 916 to 922. Water supplies last. U.S. only. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Hobbs Body Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBodyFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Chicago Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields will make his first career start Sunday as Andy Dalton is expected to be out with a left knee injury, according to Matt Nagy. Thursday night football tonight, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans kickoff is at 7:20. College football playoff board of managers will not vote next week on the proposed 12-team format, further delaying any major changes to the current four-team field. One game in college football tonight, Marshall is at Appalachian State, kickoff at 6:30. And high school football tonight from Leo Buckley and Colleen Ellison taking on Harker Heights. Rangers get swept by the Yankees and head to Baltimore for a series. First pitch at 6.05 tonight, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
to the Alan Samuel Studios. Thursday afternoon from ESPN Central Texas, Tom Ward and Aaron. We're glad you're with us as we roll through this Thursday talking some football. We're going to welcome into the program the uh, head football coach of the Mark Panthers, Coach Kevin Hoffman. Kevin, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Tom? Terrific. We appreciate the time. We know you're busy. Got a lot of sub-varsity games to, to take care of uh, today and then get ready for the Gladiators tomorrow. Let, let's talk about the Italy Gladiators. You, you were telling me earlier this week that this is a very talented football team and a very athletic football team. They are, definitely. Coach Horn uh, over there has done a great job. Uh, and, you know, they, they put their athletes, uh, you know, on defense. Uh, especially that you when you watch them on film in the defensive line, uh, and they they uh, cause a lot of trouble for teams. You know they're they're quick and athletic, and they just uh, their goal is to get penetration and and uh, you know see how deep in the backfield they can get and cause as much havoc as as they can. And uh, they've done a great job doing that so far this year. Coach, your offense has been pretty consistent throughout the year so far in the four games that you've had. How important is it for you to stay consistent as an offense to be where, get where you want to be? Yeah, you know, we we, we strive every every week and, and every day in practice to, uh, uh, you know, execute, um, you know, our offense and whatever uh, we feel like the game plan is for that week. And, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's big and, and important. Uh, that you that you get better every day at the at the little things that you're trying to do and you watch film and you study uh, and, and you be consistent like you said you talk about their defense and, and obviously you want to be good in all three phases but when you, when you break this game down and, and we realize I mean it may it may take 20 different turns uh, tomorrow night but when you look at this this thing and, and look at their video and, and know your football team does it come down to your offensive execution against their defense? I believe so. Uh, you know, like I, I said before, they're they're very talented on defense. The skilled kids are everywhere. Uh, they like to, uh, you know, cause as much havoc as they can. And uh, so, you know, we we've spent time this week watching film and making sure that that our offensive line, uh, uh, you know, sees what's happening. And then we tried to show them in practice. Uh, we we tried to put as many uh, skilled kids as we could. Uh, down on the defensive line and in individual drills and, and small group drills and, and in team settings and uh, pass under pressure and those types of things. And, and we tried to put, uh, you know, those fast, quick skill kids on the defensive line to show our offensive line what it's going to look like uh, and try to, to do the best we can with that uh, and know that, uh, you know, if we execute offensively uh, and we do what we're supposed to do, uh, then, then hopefully things will take care of themselves. Coach, your defense giving up 20 points in four games. Do you like to set the tone with the defense, and is that important to you Friday night? Well, defense wins championships at any level. Uh, and we're going to hang our hat with our defense. Uh, we know that that's where uh, our, the experience of, of this team, uh, the makeup of this team, uh, that we've known this uh, you know, all year and even back in the last year, this is a, a senior-dominated uh, defense. Kids, Most of these kids have started – now this is their third year. Uh, they played in two state championship games. So, you know, these kids have played 32 games and then four this year. That's 36 games. Uh, so that's over three seasons already that these kids have played. Uh, and, you know, Coach Coach Martin and our defensive staff 
they do a, they do a great job at uh, uh, you know we don't try to do too much we try to the old philosophy keep it simple stupid and uh, we just we try to line up and, and uh, not have our kids have to think too much uh, where you can just turn them loose and let them play. Talking with Kevin Hoppin, the head coach of the Mar Panthers, and and coach, they are just that. They're kids, and they played a lot of football. And I'm always intrigued how you have your team ready. It, you know, week in and week out, knowing that you're going to get the opponent's best shot every week, but yet your team is is prepared and ready to play. I, I guess is is that a great challenge to to be ready to go every single week, knowing that you're going to get the opponent's best shot. Yeah, these kids understand the the uh, what this program is all about and what we've done uh, here and, and what this program has done for, you know, the last 100 years. Uh, you know, you're going to get everyone's best shot every time you go play somebody, whether it's a district game, playoff game, non-district game, a scrimmage. Uh, a lot of people are going to treat it as, a, you know, this is this is their state championship game. This is their national championship game. Uh, this is their Super Bowl. Uh, so we know we're going to get that, you know, and so, you know, we, we try to we try to ramp things up, you know, starting on Monday uh, of the week and teaching and trying to get everything uh, put into the game plan and, uh, you know, ramp it up a little bit on Tuesday and ramp it up more on Wednesday. Uh, and, and, you know, this these kids and this senior senior group, like I said, is very experienced. Uh, the coaching staff that we that I have here uh, is very experienced and uh they, they've been doing this for a long time. And, uh, you know, the, our kids and, and the coaching staff deserve uh, the credit to uh, how we play on Friday night. Final thing, uh, any anything in particular you're looking for out of this one as you prepare for district play beyond beyond the Gladiator game on Friday night? Well, we, we just want to be better. You know, we, we, we talk about, uh, you know, what our goal is at the end of, uh, the end of this thing, and, and it's just like a lot of people. You know, we we want to be playing uh, late December. We want to be playing at AT and T Stadium. We want to be playing for a state championship. Uh, but you know, that's that's a long way down the road. And uh, you know, we're, we we got to focus on us, and we we got to get better today. And and uh, you know, every day you got to you got to try to be better and and be positive. And in the world that we live in, where it seems uh, like everything is a negative. Uh, uh, you know, we 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 have those things in here, and we have our struggles just like everybody else. Uh, but usually, about ninety percent of the time, you got a lot of really good things going on, uh, and we try not to dwell or, or let the negatives uh, pull those things down. Kevin, thanks. Appreciate your time. Uh, I know you got to, you got to get to do the uh, sub varsity games. Uh, best of luck tomorrow night. Have fun, and, and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for all y'all do. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kevin Hoppin, the head coach of the Mar Panthers, giving credit to his players, giving credit to his assistants, but Ward, make no mistake about it, this man can coach football. He's he's done a tremendous job over there, and you know, and, and we take it for granted, uh, but it was pretty clear he doesn't take for granted that his football team is going to be. Heck, he doesn't even take for granted that his football team's going to be good. He he goes about his business preparing that football team to play every week and. I think that's probably why in, in the middle of December that they're at AT&T Stadium. Seems like year in and year out every year. That's exactly why they are, because he doesn't take anything lightly. He doesn't take any game on his schedule as, uh, as a game that they can let up at all, offensively, defensively, special teams. 
He approaches each one of them the same exact way. And so, you know, when it starts getting tougher down the schedule, when it starts getting tougher throughout the playoffs, they know how to react and they know how to play because they do it the same way no matter who their opponent is. They worry about their color jersey. They don't worry about the other color jersey. They just go about and do their their thing. And the point he made about, you know, being to two state championships and getting those extra games in, you know, you get those extra practices in mm-hmm. too. Three of them a week. And that's why you see a lot of these teams – continue to make long runs in the playoffs year in and year out because they get that extra practice time. They're a better football team because of it. Yeah, everybody else is lifting weights and, and doing those kind playing of basketball. things and playing basketball. They're they're still practicing football, and yep. you do that year in and year out, all of a sudden you just had a spring season. Mm-hmm. And they don't have spring football in 2A. No. But, you know, when you've got that many additional practices, and look, the that's a small school. So everybody who's involved stays with their football thing. Mm-hmm. So the JV is there. The you know even everybody. Though they're all participating in yeah. this, and they're all getting those extra yeah. reps. You even and keep the freshmen out there. Absolutely. I mean it's <laughs> it's it's a full fledged program thing to be able to keep doing that year in and year out, and that's why you see teams like Martin be able to be good year in and year out. And, and those guys there, and I've said this a million times, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see, and, and it's not just at Mart. It's in Cameron. It's in yeah, Crawford. It's, there's there's several, several places. Yeah. I but mean, you, you look at even higher classification. Look at Lido. Yeah. Look at Duncanville. Look at some of those. South Lake Carroll. They get all that extra work, and it goes. It trickles down. But it's, what 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 they what they say though? What, I mean, their mentality is: Look, my grandfather played for a state championship. By golly, I'm going to play for it. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad played for a state. My uncle Fred played. You know, it, it, it's 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 kind of one of those deals where hey, look, we're not going to be that group. You know, the, the, every other group in front of us has, we're going to as well. And, and it's kind of a cool thing, and you you see it. And, and we are so fortunate in Central Texas because we have several programs that are like that. You know, and I, I was, you know, talking to him this week. He was he was just singing the praises of Italy and just how how talented and how athletic they are. And I thought, well, heck, this is – this, this could be fun. So, uh, I've kind of got it marked as one of my games. And, and I haven't decided which one I'm going to call the game of the week or, you know, uh, which one I want. Lorena Academy, I keep going back to that one going, hey, that's going to be a terrific football game. Mm-hmm. I think that has to make it to be an outstanding game tomorrow night. Uh, so, there, there's some good stuff there. But I wanted to talk some high school football. Love talking Texas schoolboy football here on the program. All right. It is uh, 424. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to welcome in Jeff Tarpley from Gigum Two Four Seven Sports, and we're going to talk about the uh, the Razorbacks and uh, the uh, the Aggies, and they're coming up Saturday at AT and T Stadium, and want to get his thoughts on that football game and whatever else may be going on in the SEC, and we'll do that coming up uh, here in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we're going to talk about Shorty's Pizza Shack. You uh, you want to watch? Uh, Carolina and, and the Texans tonight, and man, the weather is absolutely spot on, perfect to sit out on the patio. Why not sit out on Shorty's patio? Have yourself a cold one, have yourself a slice of pie, and you can do that at Shorty's Pizza Shack. You, they're at Twelfth and Bagby, serving terrific New York style pizza with the dough made fresh daily, the marinara homemade, the toppings are made in house with no filler, no additives, and no artificial flavoring. You can you can grab a slice or two or three. Uh, Shorty's is also serving locally brewed craft beers in the can 
or on draft by the pint or half pitcher. You can grab one, head out to the patio, and, and let's just see if old Boomhauer was right about to Carolina and, and, and the Texans as he picked the Texans to win the football game. But you can do that at Shorty's, or you can get it to go. Maybe you want to sit on your patio and watch the ball game. You can certainly do that. Shorty's Pizza Shack is at 12th and Bagby. You can uh, check them out online at shortyspizzashack.com. But call in that order at uh, 235-2646, and it'll be ready when you pick it up. 235-2646. Stop by and tell everybody at Shorty's Pizza Shack we said hello. It's the Baylor Bears and the Iowa State Cyclones this Saturday from McLean Stadium. And our coverage of Baylor football begins with game day live Saturday morning at 1030, live from Touchdown Alley right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game day live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contractor, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Oakley's Rustic Grill, Oakley's Shuck and Shack, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm. Baylor Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by TFMB, your bank for life. Total Office Solutions, Old Chicago. Hurley Benefit Services, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Walk on Sports Bistro, Maya Fuels, and Central National Bank. It's the Bears and the Cyclones, and it's this Saturday morning at 10.30 on ESPN Central Texas. as you are and enjoy food you won't forget at Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley's Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park. Oakley's Rustic Grill features burgers, baskets, and po' boys, plus a Monday through Friday lunch special. One entree, two sides for $8.99. Try the buffalo mac and cheese. It's mac and cheese topped with buffalo fried chicken tenders or the Big Tex Burger, brisket and a chuck patty topped with cheddar cheese, applewood smoked bacon, onions, pickles, and barbecue sauce. Oakley's Shuck and Shack features fresh seafood, grilled cheese, and more. They have lobster served three different ways, plus Gulf and Blue Point oysters and oysters Rockefeller. A great place to refuel before or after the game, and you won't have to wait an hour to be served. Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley's Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park, 17th and LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Open at 11 every day except Sunday. Climate-controlled inside seating is available. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. September needs a celebration, like a legit Thanksgiving-level holiday. But let's make it more than one day. We'll call it Fan Appreciation Month. It will be filled with games, hot dogs, dot races, and yes, there will be gifts. Like sweet prices on Rangers tickets all September, so you and your crew can gather for a traditional ballpark meal and memories. Treat yourself only at TexasRangers.com specials. Brought to you by Valley Sports Southwest and 105.3 The Fan. 
Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Chicago Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields will make his first career start Sunday as Andy Dalton is expected to be out with a left knee injury, according to Matt Nagy. Thursday night football tonight, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Kickoff is at 7:20. College football playoff board of managers will not vote next week on the proposed 12-team format, further delaying any major changes to the current four-team field. One game in college football tonight, Marshall is at Appalachian State. Kickoff at 6:30. And high school football tonight from Leo Buckley and Colleen Ellison taking on Harker Heights. Rangers get swept by the Yankees and head to Baltimore for a series. First pitch at 6.05 tonight, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four thirty-one. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Uh, there are a lot of great college football games coming up uh, this weekend, and of course, there's one at AT&T Stadium that we all want to talk a little bit about. That's Arkansas and Texas A&M, and we're joined now by Jeff Tarpley from Gigab Two Four Seven Sports. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. So, Jeff, what do we know? about Haynes King's injury? Uh, not much beyond he has a fracture in his ankle that was repaired and that he maybe will miss about six more weeks of the season from the time he was, you know, six more weeks from today. Uh, when Nick Starkle, A&M starting quarterback in 2017, went out in the opener that year against UCLA, it was about eight weeks between his injury, and which was very similar, and when he returned to the fold against Mississippi State. So you're looking at about an eight-week span total, which is about another six weeks or so from uh, today. The Aggies have only given up 17 points through the first three ball games. Is the wrecking crew back for the Ags? Well, one of the players actually said they have kind of a new nickname for the defense, so we'll kind of have to wait and, and see what it is. I think they want to get a little bit deeper into the season before they re- reveal that and continue to have the type of success they've had. But this has definitely been the best A&M defense that we've seen. Uh, not, uh, you know, I would say last year's was, was really, really good. It did have a couple of games against Alabama and Florida, where they kind of struggled on the back end and, and gave up and gave up some points. But in terms of national rankings, high SEC rankings, I mean, this is a top two unit in total defense, scoring defense, and passing defense. Remember, A&M has, has kind of struggled during Jimbo Fisher and Mike Elko's tenure in College Station in terms of stopping the pass. But they brought everybody back in the secondary. The pass rush has gotten better. 
And so as a result, this is a team that has stopped giving up big plays. And they've also just kind of smothered opponent, opposing quarterbacks in terms of even being able to get the ball down the field. I think their longest completion uh, so far, at least by the starting five in the secondary, including Nickelback and Antonio Johnson, uh, is only about 19 yards. I think I came up some statistics today where I think targets are only they're they're only completing about 50 percent of their targets, which is an outstanding figure. Uh, just a little over 100 yards total against the starting secondary. So the unit and the pass rush have combined to make A&M one of the better de- pass defenses in the country. Jeff, what is uh, what is Jimbo Fisher saying about uh, KJ Jefferson, the uh, the Arkansas quarterback? Well, he's a big guy. He knows he's, he's hard to bring down. Uh, he's 245 pounds. He's, he's got an arm, so he's going to be able to get the ball down the field. I, I think from Fisher's standpoint, what he wants to do is, is limit the big plays on the back end of his defense, which he's been very, very successful at doing. I think he wants to get Arkansas in those long-yard situations, make him more of a drop-back passer, than a guy who facilitates the offense via the RPOs that Arkansas tends to use. If A&M can do that and and get them into those long-yarded situations, then Jefferson, who's, again, his forte is, is, you know, handing the ball off, getting big chunk plays off of play action, then you kind of default him into into doing things that he might not be as comfortable doing. And, if A&M can do that, they certainly ratchet up their chances of winning on Saturday. Coach Fisher said after the game last week that his team needed to be more physical. What did he mean by that? So the, they've, they've struggled the last two weeks in, in, to an extent in the running game, less so against New Mexico, more so against Colorado. In terms of the offensive line coming off the football, it's just, you know, targeting the right people, making contact, and then most importantly, sustaining contact. And you tend to make contact and sustain it when you have confidence that, hey, I'm going to be blocking the right guy and I'm taking him where I want him to go. A&M, they've got all these new guys up front. Uh, It's taking time for them not just to perfect their, you know, their, their craft from an individual standpoint, but also work together. Last year's unit was a veteran group. Uh, They were all five guys had previous starting experience. They also gelled very quickly in terms of knowing what the, knowing the people in front of them, the schemes they were going against and what the guys next to them were able to do. This year's unit is still feeling their way as they get more experience they'll get more confident and they'll become a more physical unit. Now, whether that starts, you know, they're kind of been on and off. So whether that they start being more consistent in that regard this weekend, a few weeks down the road, it's really hard to say at this point. Jeff, this is a, uh, this is a neutral side game. They're going to play at AT&T like they always do. This year, does that favor either one of these clubs or, or is it truly going to be a neutral site? I think it's going to be pretty much a neutral site battle. Arkansas is probably going to travel uh, better than it has been in recent years because they have a much better football team. This is the best team they will have had since the 2014 and, and 2015 outfits 
that went to bowl games. They certainly feel like they have a lot to play for. They're ranked 16th in the country. Uh, A&M fans will be there in, in force as well. But this is going to be very much a split crowd. From that standpoint, A&M's already had that kind of an atmosphere. Arkansas's played all of its three games at home. So as a result, Arkansas is going to have to make a little bit of an adjustment probably. They may go into one end of the field at one point when the crowd noise, they're going into where the A&M fans are. That could be a factor. If they're wanting the crowd to get behind them, get them amped up when their energy's flagging, maybe things aren't going too well, uh, they're, they're not going to have you know all 65,000, 70,000 people there that they're, that they're used to seeing. So they're going to have a little bit of an adjustment to make as opposed to the A&M. It's going to be interesting to see if that crowd does tend to favor one side or the other in terms of the quality of play, in terms of communication, energy levels, that kind of thing. How important is it, do you think, for this offense to get off to a good start and and maybe some easy throws early, some good – high percentage completion passes, and just get in a rhythm for this offense. Is that important in this game early because of the neutral site? I think it's important because Zach Calzada, A&M's new, new starter, is, is still developing his craft. He's a guy that Jimbo Fisher really relied on him a lot against Colorado. He threw the ball 38 times. They actually called, I think, given all the times he, he, he took off with it, they actually called close to 45 passes. So they really relied on him probably more than what they should have, and Fisher kind of admitted that after the game. Last week, although, he did hit a long one uh, to Mon- Demond Demas uh, early on, a and second possession that helped give him 14-0 lead. He also gave him some easy throws to start the game, kind of let him get some confidence, get into a rhythm. And as a result, when it came time for him to get the ball further down the field, to hit some of those intermediate and long routes, and especially the one to Demas, he was able to do that. So I think more so from the standpoint that he wants to help Zach Calzada, the quarterback, as opposed to the you know mitigate any – factors regarding nervousness of the offense, that kind of thing. I think he's going to be out to help Zach Calzada more than he is any has any other objective going into this one. Last time I checked, it was uh, the Aggies by five and a half. Is this a one-touchdown game in your opinion? Probably so. It's probably, you know, I think it's uh, in Arlington at least. Uh, it's been a double-digit win for one team just twice. Uh, and and. For A&M, they've won multiple games, actually, by two scores. It doesn't seem like it because you you tend to remember the close ones. Uh, but last year, they they had the game put away pretty much by the third quarter. Uh, 2012 and 2013 with Johnny Manziel, uh, they decisively defeated Arkansas. Uh, in 2016, uh, they used a goal line stand in the third quarter and turned around and kind of ran away with that one, too. But in those games, A&M was either playing home or they had a Heisman Trophy-caliber winning quarterback or a, a senior quarterback, Trevor Knight in 2016, Kellen Mond last season. So I think this year everything kind of settles back toward this being a tightly contested, more of a defensive battle for both squads. I think that still favors A&M, but I also believe that, yeah, you're going to get one score game again like we're used to seeing. 
Jeff, what are you working on for uh, Gigum right now? Well, <laughs> I've, I've done a podcast for our Arkansas site on hogsports.com. Already uh, had a couple of articles go up, not just a, a look, my write-up for the Arkansas side in terms of their questions to, for me, but uh, also I've had Trey Biddy, the uh, publisher with the Arkansas side, he's he's answered some questions I've had for him. Actually, like I said, Hogsports Live, his podcast, uh, Trey's podcast, and I get have another radio appearance after that, and I can tell how big the game is every week. By how many rate? How, how many times I've asked to go on the air, and this one's <laughs> going. This one's been a busy day so uh it's going to be a great one looking forward to it jeff thanks appreciate your time today thanks guys see you later that's jeff tarpley from gigam uh, 247sports.com the uh, aggies and the uh and the uh, razorbacks that is that's the uh, that's the prime cbs game ward that's yeah that's the should two, be that's the 2 p.m or that should be on uh, on cbs and uh, locally channel 10 maybe the game of the week in college football it for could me. be could be i mean, I mean uh I, I and i'm telling you right now sam Pittman's gonna have his team ready to play football oh yeah there's no uh, doubt it, th- that is a much improved arkansas football team and it will be interesting to see how calzada uh you know how how it, it, is it too big a stage I mean, you know, that's that's not exactly a little bitty high school football field that he's going to walk into, <laughs> and you know they're going to be playing. There's going to be a lot. I mean, I, I know there's going to be a lot of Aggies there. It's going to be a lot of Razorbacks. I mean, it's going to be fun. When when he came into the game, you know, he really struggled. Obviously, you know, it's his first college ex- experience playing college football, but. Uh, he settled down a little bit after that, but like you said, this is a bigger game, kind of a bigger moment. It'll be interesting to see see the quarterback play. Well, he threw for three touchdowns and 275 yards in his first start against New Mexico, but make no mistake about it, Arkansas is not New Mexico. <laughs> 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 oh, Ward beat me. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, again, I, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, that'll be a good game to uh, to keep an eye on. All right, uh, 443, when we come back, we'll talk a little Ranger baseball. And coming up at the top of the hour, we are going to talk some Cowboy football with R.J. Ochoa. In about one hour, we will talk some Baylor and Iowa State. We'll do it with Michael Swain from Cyclone Alert, Iowa State 247 Sports. So we got a lot of stuff still to come here on the program. It's a 444. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. The McGregor Coaches Show with Mike Shields is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, McGregor General Store, Benchmark Mortgage, and Paschal Insurance and Real Estate. The McGregor Bulldogs 3-1 after a 35-20 win over Clifton. Coach, in that game, what went right for your team? You know, the offense really got us started in the first half. Uh, Chad Lorenz rushed for a couple touchdowns, and we ended up with 28 points. Defense was a little behind, but then came on in the second half, kind of one of those tail of two halves. Each side of the ball stepped up on their, when it was their time. You mentioned that Chad Loran shined on the offensive side. Who was uh, kind of getting things done on the defensive side for you? Yeah, you know, Kobe Reneke, man, has, has really led us in tackles. Our linebacker really got uh, had a good game. And also uh, Sebastian Torres, who's our, our strong safety, a freshman this year. Man, just looking on film, you, know, you always see him around the ball and making tackles and doing what he's coached to do. So we're really proud of him. 
How about on special teams? Anything going on there that you're really proud of? Sebastian Torres did uh, pick up a loose ball uh, when they were kicking to us, and he ran it back for a touchdown. You start district play at Rockdale. They're 2-2 two two after a 67-7 loss to state-ranked Belleville. You might be a hunter that needs to be carefully approaching a, a wounded animal taking on Rockdale this week. R right, exactly. Obviously, Rockdale is better than what that score showed. And as you said, it was a state-ranked team. So, so yeah, we've got to be ready. They're, they're going to be come out fighting, and, uh, and we better be ready for this week. You know, it starts district, and you always want to get off to a good start. And they're thinking the same thing. So uh, uh, should be a good game. You know, it's at Rockdale, so we got to be ready to play on the road. ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets. McGregor General Store also boasts a clothing line for your family that is fresh, modern, and in demand. You'll find the brands you want at prices you'll love. Including boots from Ariat and Twisted Edge. Shoes from Hey Dude. And clothing from Huey, Wrangler, Rock and Roll, and Scent. Go buy and see Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and special events for all interests. Contact John or Rebecca today at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home or to book your next private event. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Well, the Rangers dropped their fourth straight. Uh, I think they want to get out of New York. And uh, the uh, the Yankees, and, and those are wins that the Yankees really needed, Ward. I mean, they're, they're, in, a, they're in a battle for, pl for a playoff spot, and they uh, they needed those wins, and they got them 7-3 the final last night. Uh-huh. Uh, Man, it's just when when you're just not producing a ton of offense, it's kind of hard to 
to win a ball game. One multi-hit performance last night, and that was uh, Connor Falefa. He went two for four. Uh, other than that, just not much there. Uh, DJ Peters, who I'm star- I really kind of like DJ Peters. I think that he's got an upside to him. Was one for four, scored a run in the ball game last night, and in uh, in you know had a nice hit to, in the in the ball game. Peters reached on a fielder's choice his first time and hits this one high and deep into left field. Joey gets turned around, still going back. He's at the wall. He leaps and it's off the wall. It caroms over to Gardner, who picks it up. He'll fire it into third. It's a double off the left field wall for DJ Peters. And that looked like a ball, perhaps, that Joey could have caught. Ah, the Joey Gallo should have caught that ball, huh? <laughs> sure they were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he can't play. <laughs> that guy out But there. we had to get him out of here. He was he was a defensive liability. Uh, anyway, our stat of the day, by the way, uh, is uh, Ranger shortstop Isaiah Counter-Falefa going two for four with an RBI and a stolen base in the loss to the Yankees. He has reached base safely in 15 straight games, collecting a hit in 12 of those 15 games for a 383 average. He's also had a multi-hit game in five of his last six contests. So, you know, there's a guy here, a guy there going okay, but for the most part, this is a uh, Ranger team that is just struggling mightily to uh, to get anything done. They stink. So, yeah, they, they do, and, you know, they're, they're kids. I mean, stop and think about what the roster looked like on opening day and what the roster looks like today. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to figure things out. They're giving guys a chance, and I'm okay with that right now. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just sitting there thinking about the starting lineup. Connor Falefa was was there. Uh, he was – he was, but there's not many. There's not many. No. I mean, they've shipped them out, moved them on, uh, got, you know, done this, done that, uh, brought people up, and, and that's, you know, that's what you do. When you're trying to figure out, and, and, and the only way to truly find out whether a guy can play at this level is let the guy play at this level. And, yeah, and we're not talking about it. three games and six at bats. No, you got to let them ride. No, got to play. I mean, they got to play. And then, you know what? When they go into the offseason and, and they evaluate those 50 or 60 guys that have, that have you know, cycled through, you know, the, the, the clubhouse – They'll have some information, Ward. They will have comprised some information about their ball club, and they'll know exactly where they are and exactly where they need to go. Yeah, and should. And the other thing is, so will some other teams. So, if you want to lump them in a trade situation where you're going to go after somebody, now you have the availability because you can put him out there and say, "Look, he did this mm-hmm. in the bigs. It's not just what he did in Round Rock or Frisco. He was up here with us, and he was able to accomplish this. So it helps him along." all aspects of what they kind of want to try to do in the offseason. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, no question whatsoever. Uh, so, all right, uh, there you go. All right, we're, we're, let's take a second here. And, and uh, let's talk about our friends over at Waco Beef and Pork Processors. You know, we've talked a million times about, hey, we're at the halfway point of the football season. Can you believe this year is flying by? How about this? We're not that far, and I realize it's still September, but, I mean, we're, 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 we're knocking on the door of October. We're not that far from the holidays. We really, really aren't, and it is that time. Uh, Waco Beef and Pork Processors at 523 Precision Drive, just off of Franklin Avenue behind Rosa's Cafe and the movie theater. Mike says it's time to place your turkey and ham orders for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Think about that now. To make sure that you're going to be taken care of, it is time to place that Thanksgiving 
order and that Christmas order for turkeys and hams. So let me give you the phone number. Can you imagine a smoked turkey from Waco Beef and Pork Processors? I think that is on the list for me to do. 772-4669 is the phone number. 254-772-4669 for Holy Smoked, uh, for, uh, in, or you can go online to holysmokedsausage.com. But it's that time to go ahead and, and get those turkey and ham orders in. I mean, we're talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas. It, 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 it's but it, it's that time. I mean, it, I mean, it really is. And again, as as we mentioned the other day, this is Game Five of the high school football season, the halfway point of the year. Uh, Waco Beef and Pork Processors was founded in 1995. They're locally owned and operated, award-winning beef brisket, mouth-watering pork short ribs, Black Forest ham, top smoked deli meats and cheeses. They've got the absolute best summer sausage on the planet. At Holy Smoked, uh, it's Holy Smoked Sausage. So you've got to check out Waco Beef and Pork Processors for their uh, for their summer sausage. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, might as well order that turkey, and might as well get some of that summer sausage for the uh, for that little you know appetizer when you're when you're getting everything ready. Uh, and, and instead of going in there and, and getting your hand slapped while you're trying to nibble around in the kitchen, go ahead and have some of that uh, summer sausage ready with some crackers. Hoo hoo. Yeah, that is good stuff. We're talking about Waco Beef and Pork Processors. Again, the phone number is 772-4669-772-4669. They're at 523 Precision Drive. It's Waco Beef and Pork Processors. The Baylor Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday hosting the Cyclones of Iowa State. And our coverage of Baylor football begins at 1030 with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, live from Touchdown Alley. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for scores, interviews, and a breakdown of the Bears and the Cyclones with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? 
Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Straight up and down, 5 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us as we get you ready for high school football tomorrow night, Baylor football on Saturday, and, of course, the Cowboys on Monday night. And we're joined now by R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. R.J., how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great, guys. It's uh, nice to uh, have so many sporting options available. The Ryder Cup's also this weekend. The good times are here. This is the best time of year. Yeah, and, and, and DeShambo says he and, and Kepka are buddies. There, there's no problems there. <laughs> I just thought we'd pass that along. Hey, RJ, uh, what, the Cowboy linebacker situation, what's it look like today, and what, what do you think it's going to look like on Monday? Because it, it may be different. Yeah, you know, obviously the biggest wild card at this point is Keanu Neal and, and whether he's able to play, obviously, on the reserve COVID-19 list right now. Um, you know, Keanu's played a lot for the Cowboys, but uh, they do have depth. I mean, this is kind of something that everybody talked about all offseason long, how they've obviously got, you know, Micah Parsons now their first-round pick, but Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish present other options. And so I don't know that any Cowboys fan is pumped about having to potentially rely on them if Micah has to play some more defensive end, but they did hold up rather well against the Chargers, who are an offense that, by all measures, are a lot better than the Eagles. When you look at this game last week and the moniker for the Cowboys was, yeah, they're a good team, but they can't beat a good team. Did they finally beat a good team in the Chargers? You know, it's interesting. The Cowboys haven't beaten a team that finished a season with a record above 500 uh, since week 15 of 2019. They beat another Los Angeles team. It was the Rams then. And that team, while they did finish above 500, didn't even make the playoffs. And so the Cowboys actually have had a really difficult time for like a decade beating good teams. They've been able to obviously pile up wins against the lower quality teams. And, you know, that that's important. Um, but I, I think that last week was probably the best team they've beaten under Mike McCarthy. It's probably the most high quality win they've had under Mike McCarthy. And obviously it went down to the wire. So that's, you know, you know, take of that what you will. But 
Um, I, I think it says a lot. I think the fact that the Cowboys were able to get through those first two games, one and one, the fact that they were able to win last week in spite of losing all of the players that they did, it's a huge, you know, call it a boost of confidence, momentum, you know, adder. But um, I, I think it goes a long way at this team feeling like they can belong among the best teams in the NFL. RJ, do you know where the game clocks are in the stadium, by the way? <laughs> you I mean, know, that's um, the that's the biggest hogwash. There's nine guys in the box that have a headset on. Come on. It, it, um, the one thing I will say, I, I, I do agree with you, but this was the first game that the Cowboys, at least, had played in that building with fans. And not just fans, but, you know, more television people, because you know how it is. You got all the people running the wires and stuff, more social people, you know, more sideline people. I mean, it was, you know, so there was a new setting to that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, even in spite of that, I don't have an issue with the way they handled the end of the first half. I mean, to me, the primary objective was to milk the clock and, and drain it all the way. And if you get into field goal range, that's obviously what you want to do. They did that. Would I have loved them to pick up 10 or 15 more yards? Absolutely. And it's not a matter of, you know, the results justifying the process for me. I, you know, I think it, it made sense when they were doing it, but – uh, I actually I do think that their excuse for it made it worse. Yeah, I, and again, when when you you mentioned ten or fifteen yards, your your percentages obviously go through the roof when you're ten or fifteen yards closer. So I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, and we talked about it Monday, uh, you know, internally. Would Mike McCarthy have gotten back on that airplane and flown home if he would if they would have missed that field goal, gone to overtime and lost? I mean. I, I, I shudder to think what where the Cowboys would be today and, and what the conversation would be like still today. You know, it would be tough, and I think people would obviously have come for him all week long. But but some of that is obviously because, you know, he's the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I, and we look at the world through that prism. I get that. But I, I find it amazing that nobody has really had any problem, at least nationally, with the way that Brandon Staley handled that. I mean, you know, that, Great that point. situation – you know, that situation becomes so different if if the, the team with the ball is down by one or down by two and you, you have to have the field goal or you lose. But that game's tied. And Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And Brandon Staley was not at all concerned with preserving any time to give his guy the ball. Uh, so, I mean, if there is a consensus that Mike McCarthy fumbled it, I think that Brandon Staley did in a significantly worse direction. Yeah, those, those, those timeouts don't carry over to the next game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who, you know, why, what are you doing wasting time? I mean, to me, at the point that it becomes obvious that a team is in remotely close field goal range, you have to start playing that defense, and Brandon Staley did not. RJ, is this offensive line in better shape than we thought it was after last week's game? You know, um, I think I think that this offensive line is, is probably evaluated to a stronger degree than we thought. Um, I still think they're – not in trouble, but I think that there is reason to, you know, kind of hold your breath. But Terrence Steele really proved everybody wrong. Uh, I went to Texas A&M, as you guys well know, and I've always thought that Texas Tech was a far more inferior, you know, school than Baylor. So I guess, um, you know, that's a pseudo compliment for you guys today. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, for that reason, I've, uh, I've, I've always, like, I've had this subliminal, you know, reason to not get on the Terrence Steele train. Um, and so, but man, I mean, he really proved a lot of people wrong. I think he was the biggest winner as a result of last week. And, and Joe Philbin and the Cowboys were all winners because they believed when nobody else did, when everybody thought that was a joke, they believed. And so I think the offensive line is in good hands, but I do think it is a point of contention still. 
when you look when you look at the game coming up Monday night, uh, what what are a couple of the keys that uh, we as fans should watch for? You know, I mean, this this Philly offense is interesting, but you know, I, I'm not a huge believer in Jalen Hurts. I think Devontae Smith presents a challenge, or probably the biggest challenge. I think that. You know, this Cowboys secondary is, is interesting and it's cute, and we, we kind of like the things they're doing, but they're going up against a really talented receiver in Devontae Smith, and I think that he's the guy that could potentially make this really big difference for Philadelphia. And, you know, the Cowboys have generated six turnovers through their first two games. That's the most in the NFL, uh, something that, you know, nobody thought would be true at any point this season. And some of those have been a little bit fluky, but, you know, that kind of luck generally holds. And, and I think that, you know, the Cowboys obviously have a, an ability to poke the ball free in, in whatever way, sometimes, again, with a little bit of luck. But I, I think they really have to watch out because Philly does have dynamic playmakers that can, that can in one moment change this. And, and that's how a game happens. You know, if you, if you see a Jalen Hurts, a Devontae Smith, 70-yard touchdown, that just flips a game in an instant. And then you go from a point of comfort to a point of playing from behind. With this offense being able to run the ball and and throw the ball, of course, with Dak the the way they did last week, do you look for Kellen Moore to try to stay in that realm of being more balanced and not hit the panic button so early in a ball game? You know, I think that Kellen is really all about you know being chill and understanding what works best for the Cowboys and, and finding holes, finding the weak points in in a particular defense, in this case Philadelphia. And I think he's going to lean on that. You know. Uh, I like you guys ever watch a scary movie and you know, like the bad guys coming and, and the good guys like hit him over the head with like a baseball bat and like walk away. Kellen Moore probably thinks that's the dumbest thing in the world. Like Kellen Moore's like, no, you got to like cut that dude's head off. You know what I mean? Like you got to throw it in the trash can. Like you got to ensure you got to attack every way you can and make sure that, you know, you're winning your matchup, so to speak. And, and I think that that's what he'll do in this game. I think he has taken all week. He's had an extra day technically to find and prepare for this particular team and to realize where they are weak and you know whether it's through the air through the ground he is going to lean on that and lean on it for four straight quarters and make sure that he breaks them rj this is the uh, first of three straight at home for the cowboys after opening with a uh, with two on the road and going one and one which is exactly what they needed to do three at home is this is this a two and one is this a three and oh what, what what do they need to get done in this early portion of the season you know, I think this should be three wins in a row, to be frank. I mean, I know I took a shot at Baylor a moment ago, but I, uh, I'm i not high on that rule as an NFL coach. Uh, I know he's y'all's guy, but um, the Panthers are the toughest opponent the Cowboys will play in this stretch, sandwiched in between Philly and New York. And, you know, I do find it to be quite strange that, you know, the Cowboys play the Panthers next week, and the Panthers play tonight on Thursday, the earliest possible day that an NFL team can play in a week. And the Cowboys play on Monday, the you know the latest possible point that an NFL team can play in a given week. So Panthers literally getting the most rest and advantage possible while the Cowboys are getting the shortest. Now, granted, the Cowboys are playing this game and that game at home, so maybe that mitigates it to a degree. But I, I really, you know, we, we talk about beating the Chargers, right? Like, okay, it's impressive if you can beat, you know, good teams. Well, you should beat and you should handle bad teams. The Panthers have a great defensive front, but it's Sam Darnold. I know it's Christian McCaffrey, but it's Sam Darnold. This is a quarterback league, and so you got to find a way to get that done. And I think, you know, even if we assume the Cowboys lose one game, you obviously prefer that it's that Panthers game. If they can come out of this 4-2 and two with a 2-0 and o record in the division, I mean, I think they're sitting really pretty, and that probably gets them to a point where Lyle Collins is back, Michael Gallup's back, you know, Dor- or Demarcus Lawrence, excuse me, is probably going to take a little bit of time. But, you know, Dorrance Armstrong's back. You know, 
Carlos Watkins is back. The Cowboys are dealing with a lot of injuries, and they are playing some subpar teams, and so they don't necessarily have the same advantage. I think we all thought they would when the season started, but I think two wins is an easy floor for this team uh, over the next couple of weeks, taking us into the middle of October, and I really think they should go undefeated and, and get to 4-1. and one. All right, so Monday night, it's the Cowboys and the Eagles, and, and you're picking the Cowboys, it certainly sounds like. the Cow- So tell us, the Cowboys win, why? I think because C.D. Lamb is, is really going to go off. Uh, you know, Amari Cooper said today on 105 Through the Fan, he thinks he'll be good to go on Monday. And Amari has generally had a way of, of really showing up against the Eagles. But C.D. Lamb is kind of, to me, I think C.D. and Micah are the weird points of connection between the Cowboys and the Eagles. You know, so many Eagles fans thought that Philadelphia was going to be the team to draft C.D. Lamb last year. And obviously Dallas ends up doing it. And we didn't really get a chance to see CD properly destroy them because he, CD Lamb has never played the Eagles with Dak Prescott as his quarterback. And so I could see CD really going off and I could see Micah Parsons going off. I, I think, you know, it was only a few months ago, but we forget that, you know, and this is worth tracking both ways. I mean, it was the Eagles who traded up with the Cowboys in the first round. And the Cowboys ensured that Devontae Smith went to Philadelphia as opposed to New York. And the Eagles paid the Cowboys a third-round pick to let them draft Micah Parsons two picks later. And so th- those players, and sometimes things are kind of weirdly intertwined that way. I think CD just has maybe a career day on the offensive side of the ball. I think Micah Parsons continues to show how lucky the Cowboys got that, you know, the two corners in front of them both went off the board. And I think that that strong level of youth movement is really what propels the Cowboys to victory. RJ, what are you guys working on on blogging the boys? You know, we've got our our preview video. We obviously work closely with uh, the people that run SB Nation's Philadelphia Eagles side. So uh, we've had a lot of fun this week doing some kind of cross-pollination pieces of content. And so got our preview video, got our, our predictions, obviously, and uh, with the Cowboys playing on Monday Night Football, it will allow us to to sit back and enjoy the Ryder Cup a little bit. And so uh, it's going to be a good weekend for the United States, both in a Ryder Cup sense and in an America's team sense. So uh, really looking forward to seeing all that come to fruition on Monday night. RJ, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. That's RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. Cowboys and the Eagles coming up on Monday night. Uh, I-, I thought he took a shot at Texas Tech. Was, was Did I miss something? That's what for, I thought, too. He forgot who he took a shot yeah, at. He took a shot at Tech. <laughs> he he did. <laughs> and then he said, I know I took a shot at Baylor earlier. No, but... no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ward knows he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's 11 after 5. 5 hope you're having a good afternoon. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're talking football, football, and even more football. And we're going to continue on that Cowboy theme as uh, Christy Scales joins us now with today's Cowboys report. The Cowboy report is brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He is board certified, a, a board-certified pain specialist. You can call Dr. Ali today at 469-562-4188. That's 469-562-4188. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. We'll tell you which starter was added to the COVID list right after this. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm 
Check your flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys host the Eagles on Monday night, and they'll be without starting linebacker Keanu Neal, who was added to the COVID list yesterday. That could affect the use of versatile rookie Micah Parsons, who played linebacker in Game 1 and defensive end in Game 2. For this week, maybe he'll end up spying Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, who is Philly's leading rusher as well as passer. Parsons talked about Hurts' mobility. Well, he's a great threat. You know, uh, you look at players who's changing the game of football, like Lamar, Herbert, Hurts, them getting outside the pocket to extend plays. You got to learn how to contain them, do some stunts. You got to box and cage them into that thing so he can't go nowhere. You got to learn how to slow him down and spy him up a little bit and get to him, get him off his point where he don't want to come out the box. With the Cowboys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Sherry Law Firm at swclaw.com. That's swclaw.com. Wake up to Wendy's and get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. Made with fresh cracked eggs and served on a hot buttery croissant that's fluffy enough to sleep on. Uh-uh. It's time to wakey-wakey. Hit the Wendy's drive-thru and get your bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. That's a better breakfast for just $1.99. Only at Wendy's. We got you. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Third-party delivery prices may vary. Not valid in a combo. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-thru, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. 
Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet Arch Supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day, trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little arch supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies and cool conditions again tonight. Low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, a beautiful Friday, a high of 88. Looks great for high school football tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, mostly sunny. It's going to be warmer with a high of 90. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields will make his first career start Sunday as Andy Dalton is expected to be out with a left knee injury, according to Matt Nagy. Thursday night football tonight, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Kickoff is at 7:20. College football playoff board of managers will not vote next week on the proposed 12-team format, further delaying any major changes to the current 14 field. One game in college football tonight, Marshall is at Appalachian State. Kickoff at 6:30. And high school football tonight from Leo Buckley and. Colleen Ellison taking on Harker Heights. Rangers get swept by the Yankees and head to Baltimore for a series. First pitch at 6.05 tonight, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Coming up uh, at the top of the hour, we're going to have baseball, the uh, Rangers and the Baltimore Oreos coming up at 6 o'clock here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, let's talk a little bit about Baylor and Iowa State. When you start looking at this game, start breaking this game down, what are some of the things that you're looking for for Baylor to be successful? They have to win a line of scrimmage. I know it goes without saying, but you're going to have to continue to be good on the offensive line. Defensive line, they're going to have to win that battle as well and get in Brock Purdy's face and make him do some things he's not comfortable doing. But I think it all starts with the bigs up front on both sides of the ball for the Baylor Bears. You know, there's a lot to that. And, again, one of the things that uh, that Dave Aranda talked about was, was this is going to be a physical football team. Iowa State's going to come to Waco. They're going to be very physical both offensively and defensively, and when you look at their offense, you know, we talk a lot about Brock Purdy, but don't forget that running back, Brees Hall. That is one special cat, and he can play some football. And, you know, he's 6'1", 220, 
It, it, but he, he it, sometimes you you look you think he's six four and in, in, in two fifty. I mean the way he the, as physical as as he can get sometimes. And and uh, he was uh, Dave Aranda was asked about the uh, the running back Brees Hall. Yeah, edges are way important. I think uh, wide zone team. You know they he wants to cut the ball back. You know, he's going to be on tracks, and they want you running so that. Um, they can push you by, and then they can cut it up. And so, and then they've got the receivers do a good job of blocking. So, like, you know, this type of run, run, um, you know, the um, path by the receivers off a of run action could be a run or it could be, you know, a deep pass. And it's going to look the same initially. Some of the same problems that our offense presents, you know. And so, um, where you start with that is edges. Right, and then you want—we were talking about Alpu. You want push in the middle, and then um, you want downhill linebackers. And so, defensively for them, they do a great job of that. Right, you're talking about with their um, their U player or their um, you know their their guy in the middle and their linebackers at three and a half, kind of getting vertical. And so, I think for us, it's going to be in our own way a similar challenge, and a um, you know we're gonna we're gonna accept it and do it. Brees Hall uh, is uh, who he was talking about, and in, in, in the ability to to cut back in their offensive uh, in their offensive flow, and, and you know he's he's just a special running back award. I mean, twelve he's tied a Big Twelve record for, by rushing for a touchdown in fifteen consecutive games. Uh, he has thirty seven career touchdowns. That's one shy of the Iowa State school mark of nine of, of thirty eight. Shared by Troy Davis and, and Dexter Green, so uh, we'd like to see him get that record. But maybe in two weeks. Uh, but uh, he's, you know, they've got a pretty good one-two combination in in Hall and in in Purdy, don't they? They do, and that's something that Baylor is going to have to be aware of. But look, I, I think this may come down to who can shorten the game. And what I mean by that is who runs the ball better. Baylor has 964 yards and 11 touchdowns in three ball games. That's more than they had in all nine ball games last year. Do you realize that this running game is really taken off for the Bears? So, you know, if both teams are going to run the ball, which is something you don't really hear in the Big 12 anymore, uh, if if it comes down to that, I like Baylor's chances. You know, and, and if it does, then something's got to give because the Cyclones are among the nation's leaders in defense, I mean, in three games, they're averaging giving up total offense. Right. Total offense, 194 yards mm-hmm. a game. Uh, so when you hold when you hold your opponents to under 200 yards, uh, you know, we were talking, what, last week Baylor held Kansas to 166 yards of total offense. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And, and Iowa State is doing it on a on a regular basis. And, again, it's uh, it's Iowa, it's UNLV, and, and UNI. I mean, <laughs> uh, again. Yeah, and they lose the Iowa game, uh, twenty-seven to uh, to seventeen. But so again, we're we're gonna find out, you know. It, it, but I'm like you; I think both teams would re- really like to kind of do some of the same things. I, I I don't think there's any doubt Baylor would love to run the football. You know, every three snaps, two runs, one throw. I mean, if, if you got right down to it, well, that would be the way to do because in the previous games that they've had, they drop eight, and so they're they're asking you to run the football, and and nobody's been able to really do it against them, but they're going to take the pass away from you. Now, Saturday they may adjust that because Baylor runs the ball so well and that spread offense that they run with the big gaps may entice them to bring somebody up, crowd the line of scrimmage, and and invite you to throw a little bit more. But uh, as what they've shown so far, they drop eight. So when they drop eight, 
I'm running the football. And until you stop me, I'm running the football. Don't just throw it to just be balanced or be cute. Just keep running the football. And if Baylor can do that, win that line of scrimmage, it all goes back to that again. It's interesting. When you, when you look at their depth chart on the defensive side of the ball, they list 12. And that's because they do move in and out of a different type of uh, – well, they use a rover in some cases, and that's when that drop eight comes into fact. And then yeah. they don't use the rover, and they put another defensive lineman down uh, as a pass rusher in some situations. Yeah, it's 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 a third safety. Yeah, uh, is what, and they'll use that a lot. And that third safety is, is the guy that we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's going to be lined up on the third guy to the inside. So if you've got uh, two wide receivers to the left and two wide receivers to the right, that third safety is going to be lined up over the running back. If you happen to have three wide receivers to the left and one wide receiver to the right, he's going to be lined up over the inside uh, slot receiver. I mean, he's going to be on the third uh, skill player in your offensive formation. And then they'll get out of that and add a defensive end. Uh, you know, it, it, so that's it's interesting that they list 12. So, I mean, they're going to be moving in and out of those those defenses. So, Reading things at the line of scrimmage is going to be kind of important. It will be, and you'll have to find out where he is and understand where he's going to be and what he's trying to do. But, you know, you can always counter off that with, you know, overload that side, make him go to the side, run the ball to the opposite side off either a cross trap or something like that, and that'll force them to bring that other guy back inside and open up the passing game for you. So, and, and again, uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. It's Saturday afternoon. It's, uh, it's out at uh, Florida. Here I go again. Old habits. It's out of McLean Stadium, and we'll begin at ten thirty Saturday morning with our uh, with our game day live program from Touchdown Alley. Look forward to it, and then of course the uh, the kick with John, JJ, and Ricky right here on your flagship station around two thirty on Saturday afternoon. Man, I love this time of the year. Uh, let's see. We've uh, we we need to talk a second about Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. They're at two hundred one West Loop three forty, just down from Highway 84. Alan Samuels is an award-winning dealer, but you will, uh, you'll find much more with their great award-winning products. The new 2021 Ram has been ranked number one automotive brand by J.D. Power's initial quality study, with the 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two right behind them. It doesn't stop there. How about the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named the highest quality midsize truck in the automotive industry? So they've got terrific products. They've got them at great prices. They're going to make deals, and then they're going to provide outstanding service after the sale. I'm not sure that there's anything else you could ask for in a dealership. Ted Teague is going to uh, hes going to take great care of you, and just like he takes great care of the community. Ted Teague and, and, and Alan Samuels always give him back to the, uh, to the heart of Texas. So uh, go by and check them out today. They're at 201 West Loop 340. It's Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Alan Samuels, your friend of the car business. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Soccer back in action tonight. In fact, opening Big 12 conference play on the road in Stillwater. We'll hear from head coach Paul Johnson coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, 
We're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Keep up with Baylor soccer all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor Football. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, Baylor soccer opening Big 12 conference play with two road matches this week. They'll be in Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State tonight. It is a different animal, and we asked head coach Paul Jobson if he feels like his team is prepared to open Big 12 play. Well, we're excited. We're out of the, uh, we'll call it the, the heat of a moment on Sunday into the heat of the Big 12. And we're excited about it. I mean, you spend the first half of the season, you know, looking to win matches, looking to understand your team, to navigate best positions for everybody and, and work on our weaknesses and gain momentum and our strengths so that we're prepared for this time of year as we hit conference play. And, of course, as we know, all know, when conference play hits, the everything escalates a, a thousand percent. You know, everything else is on the line. So, we're excited about it and just, uh, you know, we feel like we're in a really good place from a team position. So we're excited to, to get up to Stillwater this week. And luck of the draw, you open on the road with, with two matches this week in Stillwater on Thursday and then in Fort Worth on Sunday. Yeah, and, you know, there, there's never a, a weak team in the conference. But, you know, we're hitting the grinder pretty early. You know, Oklahoma State has, has done really well this year and done well without some of their – with some injuries they've had, and I believe are now back at full strength coming into conference play. So that'll be a tough Thursday night match up there in Stillwater and then finish out the weekend with TCU, who I think this week enters uh, number eight in the country and the um, returning Big 12 champion from last year. Baylor soccer in action tonight in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 7 p.m. match time this evening. The game to be televised on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Then they'll stay on the road to play at TCU coming up Sunday afternoon. Also, Baylor Volleyball opening Big 12 play this week. They've got two games in two days this weekend in Manhattan against Kansas State. That is Saturday and Sunday afternoon. And Baylor football gearing up for their home conference opener against Iowa State Saturday afternoon, 2.30 kickoff at McLean Stadium. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Waco High Coaches Show with Lyndon Helt is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. Coach, let's talk a little bit about uh, tonight's matchup, the uh, Cedar Hill Longhorns. Obviously, we, we all know about this district and, and the competitive nature of this league, and, and you're going to face a, a very fine football team tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, they're they're going to be, uh, you know, Co- Coach Lynn has always done a pretty good job there in getting his guys going, and, and then, of course, everyone knows of Cedar Hill's athleticism, and so... Uh, we've we've got a tall task, uh, but we feel like the kids have bought into the game plan well, and, and we're excited to to see see what we can get done tonight. Now, 
everybody has their, their philosophies and their plans, but based off of personnel, they have to tweak those plans in, in, in from time to time. What does this 2021 edition offensively from Cedar Hill look like? Well, you know, they're, they're, they're a lot, they like to pull a lot and they're going to, they're going to, uh, they're going to base things off the run and then uh, open up to the pass. Uh, quarterback is very athletic. Uh, and so, you know, he'll break the pocket and, and try to move around on you with his feet. And we call that the play after the play. That's the thing that's changed so much in football from, you know, 20 years ago is that play after the play. What is the quarterback going to do after the play breaks down or the receiver's not open? They're very good at that. So uh, we've got to be aware of our eyes, you know, what, what we're doing. But they're, good, they're a good offense. Let's not, let's not con, uh, kid ourselves. But we feel like, just like everybody, we can put a game plan uh, together to slow them down. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. Hey, this is Ward Weitz with ESPN Central Texas. You're invited to drop by Common Grounds this Friday as Matt Mosley broadcasts his show live. Established in 1994, Common Grounds is locally owned and operated, a charming coffee house that delivers great products and a unique atmosphere. It's one-of-a-kind place to visit before or after the game or simply connect and unwind. We'll see you Friday starting at 3 for the Matt Mosley Show, broadcasting live from Common Grounds at 1123 South 8th Street, just off I-35, next to the Baylor campus in Waco. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. All right, 536, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us as we talk football. It's the Bears and the Cyclones coming up Saturday at 2.30. And again, our broadcast will begin at 10.30 from my touchdown alley right here on ESPN Central Texas. We're joined now by Michael Swain from Cyclone Alert, Iowa State 247 Sports. And, and, and Michael, first of all, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us. know you're busy, and, and uh, we do appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, of course, definitely. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Michael, we, we've been talking all week about what do we know about Baylor. They played three teams that they should go out and win and, 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 and beat, and they have. What do you guys know about Iowa State going into this football game? 
Yeah, it's been interesting for Iowa State through kind of three games where it, it, if you look from outside, right, you look at Iowa State's schedule, you see they play Northern Iowa to start the season, they play Iowa, and then they go to UNLV. I think from the outside, people look at that UNLV, or sorry, the Northern Iowa game, and you're like, well, that's an FCS team, they should beat them. But in reality, I think that's another rivalry game for Iowa State, and that game tends to be a lot closer. So I don't read maybe too much into the performance there, although Iowa State did not look great. And then Iowa State goes on and plays Iowa in that big kind of national televised game. Turnovers really hindered them there, and I think that's been really the big theme of early season and going forward has been turnovers for Iowa State. And I think we've realized now early on in the season that Iowa State's not going to win, you know, eight, nine, big 12 games if they're going to turn the ball over. Because last season, when they're at their best, they didn't turn the ball over. They go eight, one in big 12 play. If they turn the ball over this year, I think you're looking at something closer to that 2019 season. So I think just through the three games, you know, you can read into maybe the individual performances a little bit. But the big takeaway for me so far has just been that turnovers. With Brock Purdy being as comfortable with this offense, how dangerous can he be when he gets things in rhythm? Super dangerous. I mean, he is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the conference when he's at his best. I often reference a stretch he had last season where from that second half of the Baylor game, right, and Baylor fans will remember what happened in the first half there where Brock Purdy throws three interceptions. Baylor looks like they're going to upset Iowa State, then Brock Purdy comes back, throws three touchdowns in the second half. And from that game to the Big 12 title game, um, Iowa State played three more games, and Brock Purdy completed 70% of his passes for about 10 yards in attempt, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and that was the best Iowa State looked as a team under Matt Campbell. They blew out Kansas State. They blew out West Virginia. They go on the road and beat Texas. And when Brock Purdy is playing at his best, this team can beat anybody. Um, and you see when Brock Purdy's not turning the ball over, he didn't turn it over against Oregon. They smacked Oregon. And when he's not turning the ball over, this ceiling of this offense is raised so high. But the question is, is can Brock Purdy go a full Big 12 slate without having kind of these crucial turnovers that end up really hindering Iowa State and the momentum it can have in games? When the Cyclone offense is, is in rhythm and doing what it wants to do, what is, what is the, the number for Brees Hall? How many touches should he get in, in an average football game? Yeah, I think the number of maybe touches can depend on maybe the, the game plan IFC wants to go with. I think it's more of – I look often at the average yards per carry with Brees Hall, and I think that if he's kind of up near that five yards per carry mark, I think that's really good for Iowa State because – there were some really good PFF numbers out there last season that Brock Purdy was one of the most efficient quarterbacks playing off of play action. And when Iowa State's able to get kind of that blend mixed offense attack, it's when Brees Hall is running the ball really proficiently and getting first downs and moving the chains. And then Brock Purdy can pull it and play action pass to guys like Charlie Kohler, Xavier Hutchinson, you know, Joe Skates is someone that's kind of emerged here early in the season. So I think for Brees Hall, I always go back to maybe that average yards per carry compared to maybe that necessarily the, the number of carries he gets in a game because I think it can be so dependent on what teams are trying to do. And we've seen early in the season that a lot of teams are really stacking the box against Iowa State and really trying to slow Brees Hall. When you look at this defense being able to be as good as they've been so far this season, is this a game where you look for the defense to maybe take some more chances up front? Yeah, I think – to use kind of the cliche, I feel like this game is going to come down to the unstoppable force versus the immovable object, and that's Baylor's rushing attack against Iowa State's rushing defense. Iowa State enters the game allowing 1.6 yards of carry and 50 yards of rushing for the total game. 
this rushing defense is really good. And that 3-3 stack, Iowa State's played it for long enough now where everybody in this program knows how to play it. They know the fits. They know how to do it. And I think for Iowa State, the key player for them on the defensive line has been any Rodriguez. He's one of the guys that used that extra COVID year, came back, and the coaching staff has absolutely raved about him in terms of the, what he's done with his game, where in years past he played a lot on the outside as one of the defensive ends in Iowa State's three-man front. Well, this season, he's kind of splitting time, where he's playing as that nose guard and playing on defensive end. So, Awazarike is a 6'6", 320-plus pound guy. He's a big human being. And so, he's kind of the key for Iowa State, I feel like, on that defensive line group, because when he plays inside, you've got Will McDonald, who is who led the FBS in sacks last year. He's in his first year starting. He's been pretty good against the run. And then Zach Peterson is kind of an underrated name that maybe not a lot of Big 12 fans will know, but he's been really solid, and he's kind of a, a four-year player now that's played a ton of snaps for Iowa State, really experienced. So I look at that defensive front for Iowa State, and against Baylor's offensive line, that's played really well to start the year. I think that's going to be the crucial matchup in this game. Dave Aranda talks about the physicality of this football game. I mean, it, are we looking at an old-school uh, football game, an old Big 8-looking type football game uh, Saturday? Oh, 100%. I looked at the over-under for the game, and it was like somewhere in the 40s, and I just immediately thought, like, wow, like I'd be – maybe even a little bit surprised if we break 40. Uh, I see this as like a 20 to 17, 17 to 14. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's a lot of running the ball from both teams because Iowa State does want to run the ball just like Baylor. And there'll be a lot of bleeding clock, and it's going to come down to who turns the ball over and who can get the most three and outs on, on defense. And Iowa State's been able to do that a lot to start the season, and I think it's going to come down to can Brock Purdy and Brees Hall hold on to the ball and not turn it over. Michael, as always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate you coming on today and, uh, and appreciate you talking some, uh, some Big 12 football with us. Yeah, of course. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. You bet. And what are you guys working on on, uh, on Cyclone Alert and Iowa State 247? Yeah, we'll have some stuff coming out tomorrow. We're kind of talking about what we talked about here, just some of the rushing matchups that's going to happen with some quotes from kind of the players and coaches. And then Iowa State might be down one of its starting quarterbacks, and they're going to be relying on a sophomore. So I'll kind of write about that dynamic too coming out tomorrow morning michael as always thank you appreciate your time today yeah definitely really appreciate you guys too have a great day that's michael swain from cyclone alert the iowa state 247sports.com you can check him out at iowa state uh, sports 247 and uh and, and there you go a uh, a look at a look at the cyclones from from the other side and, and, and you know he kind of talked about what we've been talking about Ward is not much different yeah it's going to be a physical football game it's going to be two football teams that want to run the football uh, and you know and it's you know you each team's going to have to match the other team's physicality I mean this is going to be you know this I, I, I kind of I I'm, I'm excited about this game I mean I, I think this this could have one of those. Kind of, and I, I hate to say use the term old school, but it, it it will. I think it kind of will have that old school feel to it, don't you? Oh, I I definitely do. I think one that can win the the, the battle. We started the show saying whoever wins the line of scrimmage is probably going to go far in this game and have a chance. And I I I think both coaches are going to try to run the ball until they just they can't anymore. <laughs> Watch they'll come out and now they're going to come out. They'll and, throw it fifty five times yeah. each. So I mean, you're you right. <laughs> It's going to look like the Cowboys and Buccaneers. Oh, my. All right. So, 544, 16 away from 6. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The Mejia Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by InCommons Bank. Coach, coming off a 
to nothing loss to state rank Salado last Friday night. And this one started in the trenches. They were able to control the uh, line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Oh, no, no doubt. Um, you know, uh, we struggled to run the ball and they didn't. And then that's really the, the tail of the game right there. Um, you know, we, we couldn't get our, our running game going and we couldn't get their running game off the field. Um, and, you know, with that offense, it, it really shortens the game. And, you know, we got us off script because we fell down so big so early. And then, you know, they're just able to go out and, and do what they do and stay in their comfort zone and um, kind of sums up the night, really. Now, you go from one state-ranked team to another this week. You get China Spring. Talk a little bit about them, first of all, offensively, a very good offensive team. No doubt, they uh, you know uh, their their trigger man, the quarterback, uh, he makes that thing go. Um, you know whether they're in their run game, uh, they get him involved early with you know the, some option and some quarterback run game. Uh, he he throws it really well uh, and when they kind of pick and choose their spots to throw the ball a little bit, but uh, he does a good job of, of getting the ball out and getting the ball out quick, not just standing there waiting for something to happen, but same time, if you do get pressure on him, you know you got to make sure you got him contained because he'll pull it down and, and go get grass that way too. What about defensively? Uh, defensively, they're they're physical. Their linebacker core may be the best one we've seen yet. Um, they're they're very aggressive in in their uh, blitzing. Uh, they're sound in the secondary. They you know they'll, they'll come up and, and press you and, and try to take away some of our screen game stuff. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got to be disciplined and, and take what the defense gives us and, uh, you know, be able to, to pick up their pressures when, when, when they're dialing it up. 